Welcome to the Pogle Podcast. The Pogle Podcast is a new conversation from the Pogle Project that celebrates innovative educators both in and out of the classroom. You will hear about what inspired them to become teachers and how the practice of student-centered education transformed their classrooms and improved outcomes for their students. Learn how they're innovating outside of the classroom as well. Join us as we think out loud with Pogel educators, researchers, and others working to transform teaching and learning for the 21st century. Our guest today is Dr. Kristen Plessel. Dr. Kristen Plessel is a Nebraska native that has been transplanted in Wisconsin. She earned a BS in chemistry from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln and her PhD from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. She joined the UW College's Rock County Campus and Chemistry Department in 2010 and currently serves as Interim Associate Vice Chancellor for Academic Affairs for the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. As a graduate student, Kristen was introduced to Pogel, which she immediately applied once she acquired a classroom of her own. For her use of Pogel in the classroom, she was recognized with the Arthur M. Kaplan Fellows Award, the Gil Sater Excellence in Teaching Award for UW-Rock County, and the University of Wisconsin Systems 2016 Alliant Energy Undercoffler Excellence in Teaching Award. Kristen was also the recipient of the Pogel Peach Award in 2018. Kristen and Wayne, thank you so much for being here today. And Wayne, I now pass the baton over to you. Well, it's my pleasure to, uh, to have Kristen Plessel here today on the Pogel Podcast. Um, it's, uh, for full disclosure, Kristen was one of the very first people that I got to work with when I came into the project as part of a, wor- a working member for the project back in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the opportunity to be on the first NCAP, uh, which at that time was the National Conference for the uh, Advanced Pogo Practitioners. It's now the National Conference for the uh, Advancement of the Pogo Practice. So names changed a little. Uh, But I got to be on that committee. I knew absolutely nothing. I knew hardly anybody in the project. Uh, I'd met Rick. I knew Marty Perry. But beyond that, I was the total newbie. And I got into that committee. And from the very first moment, I realized I'm going to have to bring my A game because I'm going to have to work really hard because we know we all work really hard. But I knew that. And I knew that I was never going to outwork this Kristen Plessel chairman person that was there. So you taught me that lesson very, very early on. And I do appreciate that. You Uh, jumped in right away. (laughs) Well, I don't know. (laughs) And it started making mistakes. So (laughs) anyway. You started out in Nebraska, as Matt said. You ended up at Wisconsin in, I guess, the the community college system or the college system, as we can say. Uh, But where along your journey from Nebraska to Wisconsin did you decide that teaching was what you wanted to do, something you wanted to pursue? Um, Actually, it started somewhere in high school that I decided that, like, tutoring was something I really liked to do. And I really liked the science thing. But when I Um, I tutored all the way through undergraduate. And when I went to grad school at UW-Madison, I knew then that my goal, I was rare, most organic chemists wanted to go into industry somewhere. Um, But I knew that not only did I want to teach, but I wanted to teach at a small school where I would get to know my students. I was not interested in an R1 professor position. 
and every uh, made that clear as I went around, you know, as you go around from PI to PI trying to find which lab you're going to be part of. Uh, I said, this is my goal. How are you going to help me reach that goal? Um, and that's part of how I found the um, Hans Reich, the mentor that I found in graduate school. Okay. All right. So where along that line did you get introduced to Pogel and start using that in your classrooms? In 2008, I went to BCCE, which is the Biennial Conference for Chemical Education, um, and I self-funded uh, myself. I just, I just went, um, paid for it out of pocket, um, just wanted to go, um, wanted to, I realized at that point I'd been in graduate school for four years and I realized I was not getting the teaching cred or skills that I needed once I went in there, mm -hmm. looked at the conference, I hadn't really attended a big conference before. I attended a couple regionals, but not any big national conferences. Um, so I just looked at the piece. I assumed that if you went, that you had to go to all these workshops. So I signed up for the pre-conference workshops. And the very first workshop I went to, um, I just saw some um, keywords that looked like things that I wanted to learn about, like active learning and group work and scientific method and it was a intro to Pogel workshop and then I was in a, a second um, Pogel workshop um, at there. Um, Rick Moog was the facilitator of the first mm. workshop that I was in and that actually worked out great. Um, the second workshop I went to was actually one for uh, large classrooms and I was at UW-Madison, a graduate student. The person who I happened to sit next to in my group before was at UW-Platteville and he, they had just had someone leave and they needed an emergency hire to start in two weeks. And by the end of that three hour workshop, they turned to me and said, so Kristen, you want to come and teach with us? <laughs> there you go. Because they knew me well enough. I was being yeah. interviewed and I didn't even know. So then it turned into <laughs> an opportunity to get actual teaching experience. Um, I kind of took a semester off of grad school um, and put was able to not only get a head start, but put my Pogel skills I learned to work immediately that fall um, as a graduate student. Oh, that was great. an amazing experience. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, well, we have, we have uh, actually Rick as a facilitator in common, too, because my very first Pogel workshop, Rick was the facilitator or one of the facilitators, so we have that in common. Um, so my, my journey with Pogel, I would say, was a little uneven. You know, I started right after my workshop. I dove in. I wanted to use it. Then I started to have second thoughts. Well, am I really doing this right? What, what, what am I doing wrong? And so I kind of leaned back towards a more traditional lecture. But then I, you know, it ebbed and flowed. Did you have a turning point in your classroom where you realized that, this was really working and what's your favorite Pogel moment that you had in the classroom? Um, yeah, mine was more of a slow build because I had this opportunity. I played with it just a couple times in that first semester. And then um, I proceeded to continue to attend the, at the time what were free workshops because it was NSF funded workshops. Mm -hmm. um, but then I, I didn't have a classroom yet. I was still finishing up my PhD and then once I had a classroom, I think my like turning point moment was actually I was interviewing for the job that I would get at the University of Wisconsin Colleges, so two-year school. Um, I really was interested in it. I, I really thought I'd be moving out of Wisconsin, but I, my 
top choice was turning out to be 40 minutes down the road. Um, And in the interview, I found myself, you know, playing my teaching demonstration and I modeled it off of Pogel, but I wasn't brave enough to use Pogel in the teaching Mm -hmm. demonstration. I wasn't sure how it would be taken. I knew it was um, on the extreme end of what maybe was expected, but I got by the end of the interview, I understood that they liked that and that they understood and saw the qualities that I was trying to use in my classroom. So that between then in, oh, I don't know, February, and as I was planning my classes, I was for fall and September, I was kind of wishy-washy too. Well, maybe I'll use some Pogel here and I don't know. And I have to use this book that someone already put in there. Finally, I kind of got the guts and just said, can I switch books? Can I, so in, I think it was August 1st, <laughs> said, can I switch books? I want to use Pogol. I want to use this and I'm going to do it all, the whole time. And they said, yeah, here's how we do it. Wow. And so I jumped in fully because I was having a hard time not using it. My life was more difficult without using it. My story is different because I went into using Pogol right away. I didn't have to start with lecture and then adjust my active learning lecture into Pogol classroom. It always has been, here's Pogol, and then what What I don't have the right materials to use, what I don't have maybe a Pogol activity for, then I'll fill in with other tools around that. Mm-hmm. And that's always been the, the center of my piece. But that was definitely a aha moment of, wait, I can do this. I'm the only one teaching organic chemistry at my small school of a thousand students. So I can make that decision and I could and to jump in full, both feet. Uh, And I think the next summer I presented at a three day Pogo workshop. I think I called it leaping into the Pogo pond because that's what I felt like I did. Just (laughs) leap in. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's fantastic. It's nice to have that flexibility to do that because I know not all environments are are that willing to let somebody kind of go out and do something that, that maybe the the vast majority of people aren't doing. And I was, I was anxious because I was, you know, non-tenured. I didn't really know my department at that point. And I think um, my ignorance was bliss. Um, I didn't know how brave I really was being at the time. Oh, that's great. That's great. I'm glad it worked. It sounds like it worked out really well, though. It worked out great. My department loved it. Uh, I think my department put up with me. (laughs) That's probably all I could say. (laughs) So, So not everybody who's a practitioner becomes a working member of the community right? We are sort of a subset. When did you decide to become involved with the project? And, and what do you like most about working with the project? Gosh, I don't ever know if there was a moment I decided to start working with the project. It was just a, I kept getting pulled in a little bit. I you know, was tied onto the rope and then just, it kept be pulling me closer and closer. I went to the facilitators workshop, the facilitators training workshop and had a really good experience there Um, That was transformational. I learned things about facilitating because when you're teaching about teaching, then you, you know, you learn the depth of Mm -hmm. where you're going. Um, And then from there, I realized, wait, I really want to, to be even more part of this community. And the next step at that time was P&M. There wasn't another piece. I wasn't sure if coming from a two-year school that that would be welcome or if I would fit in, but I went ahead and threw in my app for the next time, next uh, summer. And uh, 
uh, was welcomed in. The first uh, project that I worked on, the strategic working group, was about bringing more people into the project. And it was really great about to think about um, how welcoming everyone was mm. and what the um, opportunities were. Um, it was as I left that particular PNM, I remember leaving and saying, "Well, maybe I can afford to do this like every other year." <laughs> I haven't missed the PNM yet. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> so, so how many? Yeah, that's 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 quite a run. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's um, funny because uh, I think when I came back, I came back from the the NCAP. Uh, it was the first PNM I attended. And I was describing the experience. My wife said, ah, it seems like you found your people. <laughs> I mm -hmm. said, yeah, I sort of felt that way. Absolutely yeah, it, felt that it, way. It was home, right? Yes. This was the yes. common people I've always said, if I could create a college made just from Pogel, people from the Pogel community, um, it would be the best run college in the world. And we would just make waves if, if we could get that to happen. Yeah. Um, and I think really the second PNM was when I start, um, NCAP started. And what really roped me in then was being tagged to be a leader. And it's like, not only here, let's get this amazing idea off the ground, but also Kristen, why don't you chair that, right? That, that nudge of here and we'll yeah. help you do that. Um, but definitely um, it became home. Group of like-minded individuals with common goals can achieve a lot. Absolutely. Well, let's let's talk about that first NCAP conference. And and I'm sure there's some people out there who still don't know what NCAP is. Uh, could you describe how that uh, the conference and how it fits into the Pogo project and and then the strategic plan? Yeah. So the we talked a little bit about PNM. So I'm going to start there. But the Pogo National Meeting is where we bring groups together to create projects and, and move projects forward to get the work of the project done. NCAP is a tool, a resource for the community that allows us to bring the community together for facilitators to share with each other what's working, what's not working. And those can be on big ideas, they can be on little ideas, but it's not about moving the project forward, it's about the individual community members. So it's more of a conference, um, it's non-disciplinary, it's every discipline <laughs> where we come together and the commonality is POGOL. And we really brought this together of saying, well, if I'm new to POGOL, I need to learn the skills, so I might go to an introductory workshop. And then I might go again because I'm ready for that next step and I need to develop on how to write more, how to facilitate better. Um, but there gets to a point where I've taken all of the workshops or I've taken 90% of the workshops. So I'm not going to come back again, but I still want to be part of the community. And maybe I don't have the time to give towards the POPO project and maybe PNM is not the right fit for me, but yet we need to be able to share those ideas. And how are we ever going to really get the psychologists and the computer scientists and the chemists in a room together to share those ideas if we don't host that event? And that's what NCAP became, um, that small conference where we can really create that community and share those ideas on how to do POGO effectively and well across all the disciplines. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and just as uh, a little bit of uh, advertising, uh, it was 2017, 2019, and we're coming up 2021. 
which will be our next end cap. We hope it's going to be face to face. We really, really do. So if you're out there and you see an announcement for it, really give it some, some consideration. It's really a, a, a lot of fun. You will learn a ton of stuff and you will get to meet, uh, you know, people who have the same experiences that, that you have. So it's, it's a great conference to do that. And um, Rick has actually admitted on a couple of occasions, even in this podcast, that he was totally wrong about NCAP, that uh, he wasn't sure it was ever going to fly, was ever going to work, but you were certainly an advocate. Are you ever going to let him live that down? I actually try not to bring it up because he brings it up often enough that um, I get the win by not by keeping my mouth shut about it. Um, but yeah, there's a number of things where, uh, so Rick, what do you think about this idea? No, 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 that's not there. And actually my first NCAP, actually it was my first time I facilitated. I remember taking a walk. Marty Perry was a co-facilitator um, at a summer workshop. And I remember he, he was asking me in the very thoughtful way Marty Perry does to say, well, so Kristen, you know, you're kind of new to the project. What do you think our next step is? What do you think we should do? And this was the year before, two years before NCAP really got off the ground. So this would have been 2013 summer. And um, I said, you know, we need a conference. We need to, to bring this together. And he said, I agree. So this idea was percolating in our minds. And then I came to NCAP and, or p in 2015. Uh, sorry, it would be 2014, and we, you know, we continued talking about it, and then it was 2015 that it was, we formed a strategic working group, and we're, we're making yeah. this happen. Let's go, yeah. and it did take convincing, Rick, uh, with some data. We had to pull up a, a survey together, um, but that actually, and I know we're going to talk about this later, that was actually a really important step for me, thinking about how administration works, right? We had an mm -hmm. idea. I knew deep down in my heart it would be effective and of success for the project but first you had to convince everyone and show the data that this is a good idea and that was my first experience really doing that yeah yeah so in 2018 you were a recipient of the pogo peach award and that award honors folks who are new to the relatively new to the project and have distinguished themselves by advancing the goals of the project with an exceptional level of enthusiasm for active learning what did it mean to you to receive that award um, that night was one of the nights that really stand out within my professional career. Um, it felt, it was amazing. I felt like I was in a room of people who were more amazing than I was. So why in the world they were honoring me with a, an award, um, looking around to see who everyone was, who was in the room, what they hadn't accomplished. And so to be um, honored among that group was amazing. Um, I cried so many times that night <laughs> out of joy, <laughs> um, just high emotions, right? Um, and Marty really was instrumental in pushing me to become chair of NCAP and then supporting me through that first year of being NCAP chair, um, giving me the tools and the confidence I needed. So the fact that he introduced me um, and gave just an amazing speech to introduce me was really meaningful. It was an amazing part that I still, when it came up in my Facebook feed. Um, and also to share it with Michael Bruno, who was the other Pogel Peach Award winner that year. Yeah. Um, and I had met him at my facilitator's training workshop. And we had kind of, we joined the steering committee at approximately the same time. And we've really tracked alongside. So that was really special too, that um, we were both receiving that in the same 
same night. Yeah. Well, well, Michael says he, he can't believe that he actually won the award the same year you did because <laughs> I'm no Kristen Plessel. I mean, I think I can quote him. Yeah. You know so. what's on par with that night? Hmm. The second end cap. I mean, the first end cap was amazing. Yes. But the second end cap, when it was like, this is real and we're moving it on and it's now just part of the Pogo project. There's no more question on if we're going to do it. It's when the next one is. Um, same feeling of oh my gosh we did this right yeah. like my team we created this and it's a, it's now part of the Pogo world. Yeah no that's that's absolutely great. Okay so let's move from teaching and Pogo into your administrative roles because you have administrative roles within the project and University of Wisconsin system. Do you, can you describe the administrative positions you've had in the last few years? Sure. Um, so within the Pogel project, I am now on the steering committee. So I was the chair of the NCAP committee and then served, and served as past chair on the last two NCAP committees, planning committees. Um, also working on other strategic working groups at the same time. Um, in my current role, um, well, let's start. I started out in my administration roles, um, taking on the assessment coordinator. Um, for the entire UW colleges. So this is all of the two-year schools. Um, I looked, I was overseeing all of the assessment and that's assessment with a capital A that you have to submit for accreditation. Mm -hmm. And so I started with that, that was a half-time position. Um, and then I uh, shifted to uh, an administrative internship in the provost's office at the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater um, when my institution underwent a shift to go uh, underneath that umbrella, which is a four-year school. Um, and that then turned into an opportunity for the last uh, just over a year now um, that I've been the interim associate vice chancellor for academic affairs. And that means I'm the um, interim associate provost at UW-Whitewater. Um, in each of those, what I've always loved is working with a different and wider group of people um, each time. So when I took on my assessment job, I wasn't just working with assessment within chemistry. I was working with every department across campus. And then in that internship role, um, I was working with a wider range throughout all of academic affairs, but not just on the teaching or the assessment side. Um, and now I'm working with the entire university, especially as we're planning on how to safely open this fall. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. So one of the things I, I marvel at with the project is how well it's run and administratively how successful the project is because it's run so well. How has your involvement with the project and say Pogel in general affected your ability to function in your administrative roles? Well, the, in twofold, one is as a, as a teacher using Pogel, you're not the teacher, you're the facilitator of learning. And when I'm in a meeting now, I'm not, maybe not be doing the work, but I'm facilitating the conversation so that the work happens in a really effective way, an efficient way. Um, and all of those process skills, which I helped my students learn and we focused on, I now practice um, and work on the communication, the teamwork, making sure that we're actually using effective information processing when data is in front of us and not just accepting it at its first glance along there. 
I've also learned a lot from the Pogo project itself with focusing on the strategic plan. So this is your strategic plan. Never lose sight of that. Everything you do, and this is something that I, the Pogo project does so well in the national meeting, um, in the formation of the strategic working groups. This is our plan. This is what we have. If it's not part of this plan, we shift, a, we shift it so it is part of it, or maybe it's not something we should be doing. Um, and that has been really key as well. Um, throughout every piece of my work. What are we doing? What are we trying to achieve here? Um, is there something that we should be doing instead of this, right? What's going to move us further, faster towards this stated goal that we've already stated? Um, so thinking of those process skills and how to work together as a team and that focus on what is your goal um, are two things that I've taken from the Focal Project in different ways. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I would say that also happens in, in my old position in the Navy. The Navy had a very set strategic plan. And once you have that goal in mind, everything has to fit. So, so it, it worked there and it certainly works in the Polko project too. Now, in talking about administrators, uh, not all administrators in all institutions are familiar with Pogo, uh, yet they are the people ultimately that are going to evaluate teaching in the classroom. Right. At either the department level or the, the division level or the college level. Uh, what advice would you give Pogo practitioners who find themselves in a situation in which the administration may not be knowledgeable or perhaps even skeptical about Pogo in the classroom? I would talk about not just relying on them knowing what Pogo is, but to talk about what the values of Pogo are and then identify this. I actually take this as how a good Pogel activity is going to first like explore what I do and then I'm going to define it for you because everything the Pogel project and the what Pogel is achieving in the classroom are exactly the skills and the qualities that is, they want their students to learn. It's what mm -hmm. they say when they're talking to students at the welcome week and talking to the parents when they're coming through and saying, come to our university, they're saying, we're going to engage your students. We're going to make sure that they learn their content and they're going to have a job afterwards that they are good at because they are going to have these 21st century skills. That's Pogol right yeah, there. Absolutely. We engage our classroom. We're going to teach them these process skills so that they are going to be able to extend these skills beyond the content that we're going to make sure that they have within the classroom. Pogol's the package that allows the teacher to teach all of those things together and the administrator wants the same piece so if you lead with these are the outcomes and then here's how i'm achieving those outcomes there's no reason why administrators should push back um, there's always the details that are what devil's in the details right right, it's, right everyone has to work in the uh use the same textbook um, everyone so how do you how do you use the, these activities when everyone else may not that way um, and there's a lot of data there. And going back to that information processing, every good administrator I've worked with is very good at information processing. So putting that data in front of them showing, look, students learn their stuff here and they're better at remembering it when they take the next course in the sequence. Um, that speaks to administrators a lot. When so when pushback is given, just ask to have a conversation with them about it. And often yeah. I think it'll help grease those wheels. Absolutely. Yes. 
Okay, so in wrapping up today, if you had to pick one thing you've learned about teaching to share with other educators, what would that be? I would say don't be afraid to try something. And don't be afraid to not do it perfectly the first time. It, give yourself room. Just uh, I view it the same. I don't expect my students to be perfect while they're learning something. I expect them to make progress. And then the next time they do it or the next time they do something like that, they apply from the lessons they learn. And um, so have the same expectations for yourself as you would for your students. You want them to try something new. Go ahead and try something new. Um, but also continue to work on it and don't give up just because the first hiccup may have been a hiccup. That sounds like great advice. Kristen, I want to thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your thoughts on Pogul and, and uh, in general uh, and some of the specifics about how it's affected you. It has really, really been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. This is great. Thank you very much to all of you for listening to today's conversation on the Pogel Podcast. Intro and outro music of our podcast is produced by Pogel practitioner Wayne Pearson. Please join us next time as we think out loud with Pogel educators, researchers, and others working to transform teaching and learning for the 21st century.